Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick. Hello, I'm Ed. And this week we're going to talk about digital transformation and uh, how that can impact you know business productivity where we're taking stuff from hard paper to digital and digital to a more advanced platform to assist with management senior leaders and stuff like that to making decisions so you know ed when we're talking about you know digital transformation you know, when that kind of comes up, you know, what are you kind of thinking about when that, you know, hits, you know, hits you? Well, most people think uh, going paperless. Well, it's not as simple as going paperless. Um, although those things are um, steps that have to happen to get to digital transformation. The, the big thing that I take from that is that um, we want to be able to take digital transformation and transform the company. And what that means is, is how can we get the product quicker to the customer? How can we reduce costs in the company and make the company more profitable? How can we take processes and um, streamline the processes, make them better? And how can we make the worker experience better? Um, How can we take uh, knowledge and share it across the whole corporate structure? Those are some of the things that should be considered when you talk digital transformation. As I said, it's, it's not IO, it's not I- IOT, it's not um, machine learning, it's not AI, it's not just paperless. It's all those things leveraged across the company to make the company more efficient. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head when you're kind of talking about knowledge sharing. Um, knowledge sharing, especially in the tech space, is one of those things where it's hit or miss. Either you, you, you got it or you don't. And, you know, one of those things, like what we're seeing these days, is companies go from taking their work instructions or their manuals and, and moving over to like a Confluence or to a wiki-based um, knowledge management system, you know, or KKM. Um, you know, the, the knowledge management systems out there, you know, are great. They're great tools and stuff like that. It's better than having a bunch of Word docs, you know, stuffed in a in a file someplace that no one's ever going to read because they're not, you know, they're not encyclopedic. They're not set up for ease of use or ease of finding, um, and they're not, you know, really written how somebody needs to see them. And you know, that's why I think that you know, going towards like a wiki, you know, environment. You know, through like Confluence or even just like the Wikipedia downloads, you get that you can get that for free to make your own Wikipedia these days. Um, you know, I think with that is you know one way that I see the digital transformation actually happening happening at the worker level. 
you know, you can take, you know, station documentation and move it all over a wiki if you really wanted to by putting it on a touch screen and, you know, let it rip. However, you know, that's here nor there and that's a down the pipe type of pipe dream when it comes down to that type of stuff. But, you know, it's just, that's where I kind of see it going, at least as of right now, as of the second, that I think is most beneficial. So let, let me explain a little bit. Let me go a little further in my explanation. Or let me explain more. When I say worker experience, I mean um, in the past, um, some a process engineer would go to the line and shadow a uh, line associate and uh, try to figure out if it's something with ergonomics, is it something with uh, lack of understanding, or is the process broken? Imagine, if you will, if the process could tell us it was an ergonomic problem. If the process could adjust if it was an ergonomic problem. If the process could adjust if the process saw something that was not working. Or if the process could say it's a better way to do it. Right. Imagine if you will. And then if we're talking about knowledge sharing or keeping our workforce at a certain level so that when we have gaps in knowledge, we can bridge those gaps. Well, we can bridge those gaps with maybe with the Wikipedia idea or a wiki. But what if I had a chat bot? What if I had a chat bot that said, hey, how can I help you today? Yeah. What if the chat bot say, hey, I see you looking at this in the logic. I remember from the past because I can look at the histogram and pull from that histogram archival data and say, hey. I remember last time we had this, it was a sequencing issue. Yeah. Mind you, if you would go this path, we would get out of the loop where we would be stuck in this spot. Imagine, if you will, if the intelligence, if the chatbot, if the worker all were together working as a seamless uh, cog, then we could make the company more productive. You know, if you think about it, you know, I think we've all kind of, you know, fell victim to trying to make things better in a digital age and, you know, kind of, you know, felt the rough road getting to that point. You know, I, I know that, you know, from personal experience, you know, we've kind of, you know, I've made, you know, stuff in the past to support, you know, maintenance processes and procedures that takes our troubleshooting guides and digitizes them you know, to make it easy. However, with that same process... You can build it, you know, if you build it, they will come. However, if you build it and it's not deployed, they will not come, you know, and I think, and that's kind of where, you know, I've kind of hit that stalemate spot. Um, however, it's there. Um, and, you know, moving everything over to the digital age and stuff like that, if you think about it, you know, I'm going to divert to uh, the, like the manufacturing, not the manufacturing, but the warehousing space for a little bit. You know, warehousing technology has taken off in the last, you know, 10 years, you know. And even more so as we go to Industry 4.0, when we start talking about RFID technology and RFID tracking and, you know, digital barcode scanning by PLC and stuff like that. However, it goes to the point where you still have to have a worker scanning a, a paper barcode, you know, to pick that part. However, um, you know, as we've seen in, in recent past, We've taken those, and you can see them now at Best Buy. Best Buy is the, the leading users of them. 
where they take the barcode and they transition it to a digital um, uh, piece of material. So it's a it's a it's a screen that they can scan or you can scan it with your your phone, and so you can pull it up on their website. You know, you can see like you know as we're moving forward, things are finally imp improving to make the job of the worker easier, and that benefits that ergonomics. So here's here's another analogy. So say if I have something inside my process that's not working correctly. And I want to put some safeguards in place. The same way we put rumble strips in place to let people know, hey, you're deviating from the path. The same way we put speed bumps in place to control the flow. And the same way we put reflective uh, indicators so people know, hey, stay in the boundaries. So imagine if you could, not only at the shop floor, also at a managerial level, also at the uh, logistic level, also across the whole corporation, where we had these uh, safeguards in place based on agreed parameters across the company. Mm -hmm. What it would do is make every plant the same. Right. It would make all data come from one central location, one data source to show the truth. No erosion of truth. No deviation from the path. And if we had those things in place, along with uh, an inventory system that was intelligent enough to foresee, hey, I've used five of these and I have 30. At this rate, I'm going to be out of these parts in about 30 days. Something is Something has changed. The inventory system should send this to... Another system, say say my MES system, my SCADA system, or at the basic controls level to say, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Or it's just send it to a, a uh, production engineer or a process engineer to say, hey, something going on here. We need to do a deep dive. But the guy doesn't have to go grab the data from the floor. The floor sends the data to the guy. That data also gets sent to the next level to the managerial level. Then it gets sent to a next level. It gets sent to a logistics level. And then the data is transparent to everybody. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I think that's where, you know, like we were talking about earlier, the industry 4.0 stuff, and like we talked about you know, in episodes past, MQTT comes involved and, you know, stuff like that. And we could take all those details and send them to a data lake and data mine it, you know, and send it to the, the corporate level so all these outlying plants can you know send their data or corporations can send their data to the main hub and like you said people can learn from what's going on in other locations you know if you think about it you know look how spread out ford is for, for example if they take all their data and they send it up to a, a main point dearborn can look at it mine their data and then turn around and make educated decisions on how they can run their lines better in each and every single one of those locations or if there is one drive or something that's failing at every single location, they know that they need to hurry up and do a refresh before it gets too late. But it also gives the owners of any company, you know, as we deviate away from Ford, you know, give them the ability to, to make those decisions. Um, you know, and the same thing goes, you know, at the, at the house level. You know, if you think about it in the, in the personnel level, 
um, you know, around the house and stuff like that. If you're, you know, maintaining, you know, a smart home, you know, in the grand scheme of things, where you have, um, uh, you know, MQTT opening and closing door, you know, well, not close, opening and closing doors, but sending open and closing data to a, you know, database or data mine or something like that, you have it pop up. And if you have kids, you can see how many times they open and close the door. You can see when they leave, um, how long the lights are left on. You know, so you can actually make educated billing decisions based on what you do at home. And, you know, at that same time, you also know that, okay, cool, if I know that this door is opened, what, 15 times a day, I know eventually I'm going to have to go grease that um, uh, that hinge, you know, before I start having a squeaky issue. Or I may need to go look at my gaps in the door or something like that. You know, stuff that you can use on a daily basis. And uh, another great application we could use in a, say, a consumer, uh, from a consumer point of view, um, we could use these things for digital transformation to um, maybe the refrigerator knows, hey, I'm low on this product. I'm low on fries or I'm low on uh, chicken fingers, and that's the meal that I serve two times a week. Yeah. And the refrigerator orders this uh via the uh, internet and, and it's delivered via a delivery service. Uh, maybe those are some things. Maybe we use a certain amount of uh, dish detergent or uh, clothing softeners or um, uh, say bleach or something like that. Maybe the washer and dryer is intelligent enough to go ahead and foresee the usage. Yeah. Or maybe the washer and dryer recommends a certain time. Maybe the wash and dryer recommends a amount of water, you know, so many gallons or so many mm -hmm. liters. Uh, maybe even the um, the air conditioning system knows that, hey, the temperature's outside here, the temperature inside here. I've noticed that in the past that they've changed the temperature to here when they're in this room or that room. Hey, adjust. We have climate control in each room. Yeah. You know, we have independent climate control across each room. You put in a couple of actuators that can close off vents or you put in a couple of actuators that can open up vents. Uh, we reduce the flow, airflow, or we re go up on the temperature or down on the temperature, or we use nature to our advantage. These are things that you can use. Maybe we have smart windows that can take the uh, radiant heat from the sun and store it up at night, and then I can use that to power my home and get off the grid for a couple hours and give the grid a break. Uh, these are things we can do. These yeah. are things we should do. Right. If you think about it, you know, for example, you know, like my truck, for instance, my truck talks to the manufacturer and, and stuff like that, you know, lets them know when, you know, I have maintenance issues and stuff like that. And it lets the dealer know if something's going on, you know, but my truck's got to the point where it knows based on my driving habits, how much usable oil life I have left. And, you know, what that does, that sends a, you know, a notification to, you know, the, the manufacturer. And the manufacturer will then tell me, okay, cool, yes, what you do for an oil change at this time, because we see your oil lights getting a lot, your, your, your oil level is being used up. You know, it's not like it's disappearing, it's the usable detergent level inside the oil is being, you know, destroyed. But, you know, that's kind of how we see it now. And I think all, you know, manufacturers are going to that these days. So I know it's nothing, you know, new. 
And if you want to master your life, you have to learn moderation. What better way than to use digital transformation across uh, industrial application, across commercial application, across, uh, I would say, military applications. What better way than to use these things from data that's already been harvested and take these things and say, hey, you know, we should moderate the power usage at this time because at this time the usage is lower. Most of the time people are asleep at this time in this area. Why don't we just have a way to harness radiant energy or harness sunlight in the daytime and run just the essentials? Yeah. You know, I, if, if my television needs to run, I just power a television. It doesn't need to, but hey, some people like it. Right. If my clock has to run, I should be able to, you know, use battery power or some type of uh, trickle charge to keep that running. So imagine, if you will, if we could do the same thing in an industrial environment. Yeah. Imagine if you could, I could save, on an average, each year, about $10 million in utility. That's over water. That's over electric, that's over uh, natural gas, or whatever uh, utility you are using. $10 million per plant across the whole corporation could probably equal to a billion dollars. And with a billion dollars, imagine how much innovation we could do. Yeah, exactly. These are things that digital transformation can do. Yeah. These are things that digital transformation should do. These are things that you as a corporation should be investigating in, uh, investing in, and basically pushing it across the whole company. Everybody in the company should be on the same note, should be one note. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, the whole, you know, turn the power off and, you know, mitigating water usage and stuff like that, you know, shut down parts of the plant when no one is there. You know, shut the lights off. If it runs an automated process and you have robots for an entire floor doing their own thing without human interaction, turn the lights off. You know, shut down the AC in those areas. Revert everything. Use less, lose less than what you need. Turn the Wi-Fi off if you really want to consume, you know, power. If you're talking about power over Ethernet APs and stuff like that, you know, shut that stuff down. But, you know, that's here nor there. That's, you know, not our decision to make. That's the corporation. And like you said, you know, it's up to the corporates, the companies who, you know, are taking this forward and running with it. However, with that same methodology, we must empower the, the developers and the people out there to, you know, to learn, you know, more and more and more about, you know, digital transformation and how we can go from a, you know, a, a society that uses more paper than, you know, digital aspects. You know, if you think about it, people have already, if people are listening to this right now, They've kind of invested in that in that digital transformation. You know, they've gone from reading a magazine or a book or something like that, where it's pretty much waste at the end of the afternoon, and turn it into a digital format. You know, not saying that we're as good as you know some of the magazines out there, but hey, we're getting there. Um, but you know, it's just people have already taken that initial step. Now it's time. For the development people out there, you know, our developers, our programmers, our software testers, our requirements guys, you know, to take the, take that and run with it. You know, it's it's time for our, you know, the SCADA systems of the world and the MES systems of the world 
um, to to finally step up. Um, you know, with that to make life easy. You know, I still don't understand why most SCADA systems out there don't show wor- don't show worker instructions attached to them. You know, why do you still walk by you know locations and stuff like that? And you still have you know, um, um, you know, cell instructions printed out in a PowerPoint. That shouldn't happen. They should be on touch screens that the, the worker can can scan through, you know, and, and listen to, you know, or and watch and go through as as needed. You know, that's just not for, you know, what's going what's going on in the future is training. It's easier than it is to train them in a paper world. That's just been in. So roughly ninety percent uh, progress requirement gathering. You have to sit down and figure out what it takes to do these things and what do you want right exactly That's not just what it takes but what do you want from this yeah and it shouldn't be it should be when i was a kid i saw the first flip phone on star trek and i realized that throughout my life we should be doing things that star trek did back when we thought it couldn't be done yeah that's what industry needs to do what are the things we can dream up to make the world better. Not just the company, the world. Right. If you think about it, we've gone from a communicator to an iPhone. Um, you know, to a digital, you know, communicator device, if you if you want to think about it that way, from the Star Trek world. You know, and, you know, we're, we, we still haven't made it in the Star Wars, you know, world yet. But we've definitely made it in Star Trek. We're damn near close. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is it has to be all or nothing and, you know, and that goes back to, you know, a, a sticking point that I have. And, th- and that's requirements. You know, know what you want, know how you want to do it, and know how you want to get there. You know, don't buy a system and then not use it because it didn't meet your, your specifications because you told somebody the wrong thing. You know, it, it's not every system works for everybody. That is the biggest misconception is I can buy a system out of the box and run with it, and it's going to do what I want it to do. It is not. You know, uh, coming from the IT side, I can t- I can tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, well, this system isn't what I thought it was. Well, what you think it is and what you requested are two completely different things, so you just wasted money on this darn thing, and now you're stuck with it. You know, my bad. You know, mainly because, A, you didn't read the documentation, you pulled the trigger without thinking about it. You didn't write down what the heck you wanted. You didn't talk to nobody about it. You know, it's... And the thing is, is, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that you see people, they buy this software, they go, oh, this is going to do exactly what I needed to do. But they're given the opportunity to do a consultation. Do you want to consult with the developers? Nah. I want it. Okay. Without going to the development committee and saying, hey, can I have this? They go, yeah, sure, we have it like this. You know, it, it's, it becomes a hodgepodge because people are spending money on on, on, real, on reality stuff they don't need. You know, and then trying to force it to do what they want it to do, they're in turn destroying their business processes in the, pro, in the, in the, in the process. It, it's, you know, if, if it's not going to work the way you want it to, don't invest in it. However, that leads me to another point. If you can't find something that you want it to do, out of the box, build it. 
Stop sitting around and hoping that technology catches up to what you want, what you need, what, you know, not everybody knows what you want or what you need, like you said, but, you know, if you can build it, it makes life simple because now you're building to what you want, to your processes, to your expectations, and then you can, you know, Take all of your all your assets that you have in paper form and digitize everything you have to make it a one stop shop. You know, and that is where you know I'm gonna you know pretty much get to the point where maybe I should stop running my mouth, but. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.